but one of the people who was uh, most enthusiastic about our uh, Nissan Chesed campaign, and no doubt is enthusiastic about the fact that we have announced an Elul Chesed campaign, is Rabbi Sam Klibanoff. You may recall that we visited Congregation Eitzchayim in Livingston, New Jersey, just a couple of months ago. Had an amazing show with some great guests, uh, with Rabbi Klibanoff and many others, and... Um, it was during that show that we spoke about the uh, not only the synagogue and the community and what's going on in Livingston with the synagogue is amazing, but we spoke about the responsibility that congregations, specifically his, uh, take to help as many people as possible worldwide in our community. It's one of the reasons why his congregation was one of the groups that really, really reacted uh, to the Chesed campaign that we had in um, back in Nissan before Pesach. So I've asked Rabbi Klubinov to join me. As we uh, continue to accelerate, I know it's still three and a half weeks before Yontif, but we are accelerating, slowly accelerating, the Elul Chesed campaign here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Sam Klibanoff, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Great to be here with you. I appreciate that very much. Let me bring everyone up to speed as to what's going on. We have a Elul Chesed campaign where we're simply, again, asking people to do nice things for others before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, whether it be financial or otherwise. It could be a small gesture. It could be something that costs no money. It could be giving someone the thousands of dollars they need or a small amount of money they need, whatever it might be, before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. We have specifically designated, and again, I, I stress that we have no vested interest in this other than seeing a lot of people get what they need. Um, uh, Leora Teji, our dear friend in Yerushalayim, continues to provide every single week massive packages of food for terror victims and their families, those who have been put in very difficult financial situations, the majority of them because they literally were victims of terror attacks over the last 20 years. So we're recommending terror-victims.org.il, terror-victims.org.il. People can give there, give any amount, and participate. And I just want to share, and I'll ask for your patience for a moment, Rabbi Klibanoff, I just want to share with everybody a uh, just an example of what Leora Teji sent me yesterday, and I had an opportunity to read some of this on the air yesterday morning. She is spending $4,000 in advance of Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot on challahs. She is spending $2,500 before Rosh Hashanah on honey. She is spending uh, $1,500 before Yontif on onions, $4,500 on carrots, over $6,000 on apples, $50,000 on chickens, um, seltzer, Cases of seltzer, $1,500 before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. Just to give you an example of what it costs to help multiple families in Yerushalayim and other parts of Israel who are in difficult situations before Yontas. That's been our recommendation. And then yesterday, last night, was the Kupath Ezra, uh, the Kupath Ezra um, uh, fundraiser, the, the annual summer Asifa. I had the pleasure of uh, hosting it. It was pre-recorded. I was hired to do so. I was very open about that. But one of the things we discovered, uh, because of Kupath Ezra's work, they opened up our eyes to a specific segment of our community, single mothers and their children. And we, of course, always now say single parents and their children because there are multiple um, uh, people that are involved in situations like this, men and women. Um, But, of course, the majority of them are women. Uh, so they were focusing on single mothers and their children. And they brought this category to our attention, and I included this in my pitch that people should keep this category in mind. And Rabbi Klibanoff, this is a category that's not just in New York and New Jersey. It's nationwide and it's international. And isn't it interesting how sometimes we just need our eyes opened 
to specific people in really difficult situations who are in need of our help? I mean, yes, because we're, we're always aware of so many causes around us, and, you know, we wish we could help every single one. And then, you know, I, I just noticed in the news, and it just struck me that it was 20 years since the Sabaro right. terror attack. And it occurred to me that we probably kind of lost focus because it was right before 9-11. Right. And so many families, you know, have been affected, and uh, someone just has to open your eyes to it. And if we could see it and say, like, you know, here's something tangible that you can do, uh, which is exactly the experience that we had in Nissan, and I'm so, so happy that you're uh, bringing this to the fore again because, you know, we always say, like, you know, you say it's too early, but I say repent now and avoid the June rush. (laughs) (laughs) We... We said it's never too early to have the uh, the mitzvahs and the merits and the zechios, so call a kavod to you. Well, I appreciate that, and that's why I asked you on. I asked you on because of the timing of this. I And you could, you could ask my wife. You could ask my staff. I have had this pent-up energy since Tisha B'Av, since the trip back from Israel. I've had this pent-up energy to get to this chesed campaign. I couldn't stop talking about it. At home, I was bouncing around different ideas of what to implement and what to announce because there's so many different angles. By the way, I didn't even mention Rabbi Klibanoff, something really dear to your heart and to your congregation's collective heart, which is that NCSY is opening Great Adventure this year, and we are again asking people not only to give tickets for underprivileged families but to focus on single parents and their children this time around. So there's just so many components. It's endless, as I know you know. But I had all this pent-up energy, and I was so excited to get here Monday morning because I had announced for weeks that it would be Rosh Chodesh Elul that we announced this. And I'm sitting in Shul Shabbos morning, and please, people, do not criticize me for not realizing this until laning took place, okay? (laughs) Please don't criticize me for that. Thank God I realized it during laning. And we're reading Parsha's Re'eh on Erev Rosh Chodesh Elul. On Air Rosalas, Nahum Siegel is sitting there waiting to get on the air Monday morning to talk about Chesed. And it's and it's Erev literally, and Parshas Re is my son's bar mitzvah sedra is being read. And we come across Perak Tesvav, uh Psukim, let's see, it's Psukim Zion through Yudalaf. And I'm gonna read it in English, so everybody out there is included and nobody uh, you know. And, and everyone will understand what's going on. If there's a destitute, and I'll, I'll paraphrase, sum up, etc. as I do this. If there's a destitute person among you, any of your brethren, anywhere, in the land that Hashem has given you, you shall not harden your heart or close your hand against your brother. Rather, you should open your hand to him, lend him his requirement, whatever is lacking. Beware lest there be a lawless thought in your heart. What's the lawless thought? The seventh year is approaching, and we are approaching a Shemitah year, folks, aren't we? And the Torah actually says this. The seventh year is approaching, and you'll look upon your destitute brother and refuse to give him, and he may appeal to you, against you, to Hashem, and it'll be a sin upon you. You should surely give him. What's the point? The point is during Shemitah or in advance of Shemitah, people are panicking that they're not going to have enough food. They're not going to have food during the year that the land is laying fallow. So they're going to panic, and if someone asks them for their needs, if someone asks them for what they need, they're not going to give it to them because they have to worry about their own. Seventh year approaches. You'll look upon your destitute brother and refuse to give him. Surely give him and let your heart not feel bad when you give him. For in return for this matter, Hashem will bless you in all your deeds and in your every undertaking. Yevarechacha, biglal hadavar hazeh, yevarechacha, shemelokecha, bechol masecha, bechol mishlach yadecha. For destitute people will not cease to exist within the land. Therefore, I command you. Open your hand to your brother, to your poor, 
and to your destitute in your land. So, Rabbi Klibanoff, I am in Shul Shabbos morning, <laughs> and we come across this paragraph, and I'm saying to myself, oh my gosh, what a coincidence. We're on Erev, Erev or Shodesh Elul. I am focusing on what people need for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, and Erev Shemitah year, and look what God's saying to us. God's saying, no matter what reason you come up with, even the best of reasons, that you know it's going to be a hard year coming up. So the best of reasons you have to say no to your friend who's in need, not only should you give, you should give, because if you do give, you're going to be blessed like crazy. What are your thoughts? I just told you my thoughts as this was being read. What do you think of this passage in the Torah? Amazing. For, so I have one of my uh, congregants, a dear congregant, Laser Rosenberg. He says that there's no such thing as a coincidence. It's just God is waving hello. Yep. And that, first of all, that's the passage that we always read before Yisker. Right. And that's why we have the mitzvah to give uh, tzedakah before Yisker. Right. And if you look at many of the mefarshim there, many of the Torah commentaries, they emphasize the fact that there's always a double language used. Patoch tiftach naton titain. And I, I, I recall that in the commentary of Rabbi Shamsher Fall Hirsch, he says there that the reason of the double emphasis when all the giving mitzvahs are because anyone has the ability to be involved, wealthy or not. You can give, everybody can give something. And it's not necessarily giving funds, but if you give your attention, you give your ear, you give your kindness, you give your resources, you give your skill. Your time. The, exactly. Ramosha Vantian is a chuva about giving miser that you have to give 10% of your time. Wow. Wow. And I'll tell you this also. I, when I was in, we missed each other in Israel, and I feel so fortunate. My wife and I were able to go to Israel. I almost feel guilty saying it. <laughs> um, but we had the opportunity to sit in, in Harbracha with Rabbi Lezer Malamed. I don't know if any, too many people know here in America, but he's considered sort of like the preeminent posek Tamchacham in the Datilumi community in the yeshiva world in Harbracha. Right. And I asked him sort of, what's the message? Like, what should the message be for American Jewry? And he, he virtually quoted this Pasuk, and he said that through you should come bracha. That you should be the source. We should inspire other people to bring blessing into the world. And in all the years that I've known you, I don't think I can recall a time where you have been more enthusiastic. And you get pretty enthusiastic about a lot of things. <laughs> but I can't recall you being more enthusiastic than you were in Nissan. And now you are in Elul because, you know what, you're in the mitzvah business. And that's just, it's absolutely phenomenal. And your, your enthusiasm rubs off on others, and that's what inspired us. And I'm, I'm sure it inspires thousands of others during this period as we go into the Yom and Arayim. So that's, that's really incredible on your part. Well, I appreciate that. Sometimes it takes a lifetime to learn a lesson, but I'm glad at least, you know, we're happy that we actually learn it because there are a lot of people who go a lifetime and never learn a lesson. It's taken a while to get to this point, and there has been enthusiasm over the last many decades for many different things, including mitzvos. But now we've really stepped up our game. Now we are just, you know, I, I am all in, so to speak, when it comes to reminding people how any little gesture, anything, on a weekly basis before Shabbos, certainly before Yuntif, and really all year round. But you know how it is. You can't <laughs> if you do a campaign twelve months a year, it's not an effective campaign. <laughs> so, so we don't do it year round, but we designate specific times to talk about specific things like we've done with you know no 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 secret like we've done with the with the great adventure ticket thing i don't think anybody else uh, was focused on on how those could be uh, uh important methods of giving stucca uh, by designating tickets and now we've adjusted that a drop that in addition to the families that we want to help we have to keep in mind specifically people who are in really really difficult situations as 
uh, as um, Kupath Ezra opened my eyes, single mothers, single parents, and their children who are in really difficult situations. And that is, by the way, folks, such an effective manner to give your time. Homework, learning, taking a kid to shul uh, where the mother's not able to. Um, uh, certainly finances, uh, no question about it. But there's so many little things that can be rides when it's impossible. One of the things, you know, one of the Hasidic men that I interviewed last night in the roundtable, Rabbi Klibanoff, made such a point, and, and maybe because of his background, I, I didn't even, you know, it, it looked a little unexpected to me, but, I mean, you know, he's a father, and he, he made the same point any other father would, and that was that when two parents are coordinating, you know, I'll pick up this one, you do this, you know, can you cover me on this? You know, you, at least you have a partner. You have a partner who's able to, when you're alone, imagine a parent who's alone has to navigate all of that aside from the breadwinning but has to navigate just the, the the machinations, just the logistics of the home. It's 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 almost impossible. I'm sure you come across this on a regular basis. People who are in situations where they're just you know where the loneliness is is difficult psychologically, and loneliness is difficult practically. And, and it comes out most around yuntif, right? Which are family oriented times, right? And it, and yeah, and you have the 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 two things coming together of yuntif and the beginning of school. Right. You know, there's so much preparation that has to take place for school in terms of buying clothes or school supplies, uh, coordinating rides to and from school, the orientations when they have those half days to begin, things like that. And then you have Yontif, and there's so many people who are in that segment of the community that kind of feel alienated uh, because everybody has big families together, and, and people are in a situation where they don't. It's something that you know, we don't think about, so yep. you're bringing it to our attention. And there's another, by the way, there's another late August pressure. I remember I remember, I once said to my wife in uh, at the beginning of August, why is there so much money in the bank? And she said, we haven't paid tuition during the summer. It's only 10 months in a year. Said, oh, yeah, that's why. So you know how many people are trying to arrange how they're going to be able to pay tuition starting at the end of August? That's another big headache and, and difficulty that people are facing, whether they, you know, have a partner or not. So all of this together, it's endless. It's endless. I could sit here all day with you, and as we did in Nissan, and think of a million ways that people could help others. And, you know, so like I say, it's endless. But uh, but we got to start somewhere. So some of these things I'm bringing to people's attention will hopefully strike their fancy. I, again, want to just emphasize that those of you who want to help the poor of Jerusalem, Leora Tedji continues on a, I don't know how she does it, every single week. What an effort to deliver food to people in great need. And now before uh, Yuntif, uh, $50,000 worth of chicken uh, and so many other categories I went through before. Uh, you can go to terror-victims.org.il. Simply hit the donate button, terror-victims.org.il. Simple as that. And all the other information about all the things that we're bringing up, whether it's great adventure tickets or anything else, we will certainly get to as we get closer and closer to the holiday. But right now it's just a matter of laying the groundwork, the framework for what hopefully will be a chesed-filled month leading up to um, leading up to Rosh Hashanah. And all we ask for, Rabbi Klibanov, is a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. I can't give any guarantees, but based on the psukim that you and I were just discussing, the odds are better. Once you, once you give to others, the odds are better that one will be blessed with what they want in the brand new year. Yes, well, also in those psukim, we have Aser to Aser about giving a tenth. Right. And Chazal teaches that one of the eras you're allowed to test God. You're allowed to say, look, I did my part. I'm showing you the books. Right. You, have to, you have to pay back tenfold. So Aser Kadesh and Tisasher. So uh, we don't do it on that condition, right. but uh, we certainly we, we do it for the right reasons, and we hope that um, you know, because of campaigns such as the one you're running right now and bringing to our attention people that we may not have thought of or causes we may not have thought of or acts of kindness that we could do that we may not have thought of, 
that we'll be in better stead when it comes to you may have din. Yeah. So I'm main that's, to that. That's the whole idea, and, and we should you should just continue with your your strength and your uh, ability to bring this message to so many people because uh, you have the platform. As I always say it when I'm here, you're the rabbi of Kali Yisrael, so you uh, you are you are teaching us well. You leave me speechless, but I thank you so much. Continued success to you. Best regards to the entire congregation at time and to your family out in Livingston, New Jersey. And whether we speak before or not, I will take this opportunity to wish you a Shana Tova Mituka. Thank you. Same to you. And uh, we are all in with you as well. I appreciate that very much. Uh, one of the things that, uh, one of the greatest feelings we had in Nissan was knowing that leaders like Rabbi Klibanov and his shul were just getting more and more and more active in the area of chesed. And trust me, they are always active in the area of chesed. It's not like they discovered it because of me. Uh, but they were getting more and more and more involved as they heard more and more about our campaign, which is just amazing and incredible. More coming up. It is a uh, Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. <laughs> 